We know that there's a lot that goes into being a woman entrepreneur. And when you don't have the support you need, you can end up feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and lost with no direction. The Empowered Beauty Boss podcast helps women go from feeling frustrated and hoping that their business succeeds to creating an intentional plan and an empowered mindset so they can have the thriving business they deserve. We realize that it's an incredible time to be a woman entrepreneur and there's more opportunities now than ever. But with all these new opportunities, there's very few roadmaps to guide you through the ups and downs of being a woman in business. The Empower Beauty Boss podcast is the place for woman entrepreneurs to come together and learn through personal experiences, success stories, hands-on advice, and guest speakers who are the ultimate beauty bosses. Join us to get real and raw on what it means to be an empowered beauty boss. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Empowered Beauty Boss. Today, it is just me, Mags. Sid is out for the day, having a little bit of fun without me. How dare her? But we've got Marissa um, with us today. I'm super excited to talk to her about her mindset, her transition from Arizona to Denver, how all of that went, because we know being self-employed and having to move and restart our clientele can be kind of rough. So with that being said... Hello, Marissa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm just great. I'm really happy to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. Like, so excited. (laughs) Like, I was shaking on the plane excited. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was really excited, too. Um, I was telling Marissa earlier, my husband dropped me off, and I didn't shut up the whole way to work. And he's like, oh, you're excited, aren't you? And I was like, what? I'm not excited. Just a big grin on my face. So, yeah, we're pretty excited to be with each other today. So with that being said, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you started in the beauty industry, and then just kind of work your way up to this last move that you had from Arizona to Denver. Okay, so I started in the industry, I, well, I had kids pretty young, first of all, so I didn't get into the industry until I was about 25, and it's all started when I was in school, and it was always kind of a struggle, but my mindset was always like, there's no room for failure. Yeah. It's not possible when you have children, and I'm sure other people who have kids will understand that you just, it's like your one shot and you got to get it in all at once and just kind of go in and get it done. So I was offered to take a course in school, which was lashes, it was a lash course. And it was very like laid back and not really like so much instruction it was just kind of like here's lashes stick them on each other yeah and halfway through the course I like ran to the bathroom and like snuck my phone in and like I called my husband Cody and I was like this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do lashes there's no option I have to figure out a way I and I can't believe like that something like this exists like this is amazing and From there, I was just kind of looking for a studio to be at. And it's kind of funny, but I started at an Amazing Lash. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Yeah. it was like the second second studio, I think, open at the time. And I was very lucky because our instructor was very, very informative. She was one of the... It was her and someone else that was from Texas that was like one of the original people that started the whole Amazing Lash thing. Yeah. And uh, so I was very lucky. And I think I said this earlier was that being in a studio, you learn really fast. Mm -hmm. So I got the opportunity to learn with really good artists pretty quickly. And then I moved on from there to another studio where I was able to go after that and take a Borbolata training. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then from Borboleta, I got to meet Leata. Yeah. And then um, at the time, I kind of needed a new job and I needed um, a change. And I was really hoping to get into volume at this point. And so that's kind of about the time where I went to Leata and kind of went out on a limb and was like, do you think that you can take me on as a lash artist? I'm not very good at volume yet, but I'll try my hardest. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm motivated. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, yes, of course. And if anyone has ever met Leata, you know that she's just like super passionate and pumped for everything. Mm-hmm. So through her, I went to her opening, her grand opening. So as long as her like every birthday, I guess, of her grand opening is like the how many years I've been doing volume. So mm-hmm. I, we just hit our two year like mark of me doing volume which is crazy to me because I look at your work and I'm like you've been doing this for a hot minute because your work's so good yeah like you're very you can tell in your work that you are motivated and there's there's not failure for you it's like I'm gonna learn as much as I can I'm gonna be a perfectionist like clean work full work it's beautiful and I think that a lot to do with my surroundings and the people who are with me and who've been with me the entire time. I'm very always very grateful to that because they let me hover. They let me watch. Um, I also got to meet Cassie, Cassie Lash through mm-hmm. Leata. She was at the grand opening and I was always a big fan of hers. And that's uh, who I actually learned a lot of my fullness technique from was watching and hovering her. And she never got upset or angry I would sit there literally like eye to eye level with her (laughs) watching her fan and I'm surprised she didn't like scream at me but she never did and that helped a lot so when I kind of felt like I peaked in the studio as much as I could learn in a studio that's when I started taking a lot of courses and lucky for me um, about the time that I started taking so many courses is when we decided to move to Colorado Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it went. My husband always wanted to live in Colorado and I thought I can do lashes anywhere. And I love that about really anything in the beauty industry or even kind of outside. So we've got like photographers, lash artists, makeup artists, people who just have a positive body image and, you know, like Sid is all about mindset and everything like that. And so just listening to this, like, I love that you have the positive mindset. Like, yeah, I can do lashes anywhere. We want to live in Denver. Like, let's just go and do it. Yes. And I think the thing I love about what you just said about positive, um, like, body and mindset Mm -hmm. is that lashes make people feel good um, pretty instantaneously. Like, the moment that they open their eyes, they just feel that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And I like being a part of that. So that's kind of what got me into lashes and what got me into uh, feeling that confidence in, like, I can make people feel this way anywhere. Yes, they get instant gratification. We get instant gratification. And so it's just a really happy thing. The majority of the time. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you never know if you're going to get kind of a rotten egg every once in a while. But most of the time, it's super, super great. So with you transitioning from Arizona to Colorado, you guys were happy. You were like, yes, I can do this anywhere. So how did your transition go? So right away, I started posting on Instagram. And I knew that Instagram had to be a tool that I had to utilize to the best of my ability. I also knew that I had to get out of my comfort zone and talk to people um, through Instagram and make relationships and network a lot. And that was something that was kind of a little bit of a like a hard egg for me to crack, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so... I just put myself out there a lot more and I feel like I got a lot of referrals because there's so many people moving to Colorado and 
basically I was able to build a clientele before even moving to Colorado. That's so I, incredible. Yeah. I had a good solid 10 people before on my books ready to go the moment I got there. I love it. So that's, yeah, that's how I did that. I mean, it well, was- and I just love how you're like, I had to put myself out there. A lot of people, we get so nervous and so in our heads. And I mean, I've definitely been there even just with what I'm doing now. I'm like, I don't know. But if you just take that step and you're like, I have to do it. And you go back to what you said at the very beginning, there is no room for failure. You just step out there, you do it. Like you can prove to yourself anything is possible. Totally. So I really, really love that. Yeah, I used hashtags. I used I um, used other people in the area. I made friends right away with other lash artists. I just kind of had to go above and beyond and really reach. And then the fun thing about that is, is like when you put yourself out there, there are people, there's an audience that want and need um, that kind of information and what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. And so since then... Um, I've gained a clientele of about 40 people now, I would say, just That's shy great. of 40 people. Yeah. And I was I think I was saying this earlier. It's kind of funny and weird, but um, I have a lot of other lash artists who uh, come to me, and I guess I attract them, and it's fun to have, like, talk about lashes all day. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best part of the day. I have a few clients that are just normal clients, and they're just there to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's nice too, because you can instantly like connect and click with that person and talk about all these different things. And for me, since I work with, you know, a whole studio of girls, we can talk about different like volume techniques or different lashes or different tweezers. And it's good to get that, that side of ourselves out and get like all of those thoughts and not just have them to ourselves or have to wait till we can talk to one of our friends on Instagram So it's cool that you see all of them for sure. Yeah. And it's so weird because I don't realize who they are until after they're like, oh, yeah, we've always had this. We've had this conversation going for this long. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, you need to write your name. Yes. I don't know who you are. And I'm so (laughs) sorry. And I'm so sorry that it took a whole like Lashville. And then it's always at the end when they look and they open their eyes and they're looking at their lashes that they're like, and by the way, I'm a lash artist too. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I am not mad that they do that though because for the first while, like in my lashing career, I would get so nervous to do other people's lashes. Like even the girl that I trade with, just a few months ago, I was like, you realize that I was like so, not terrified, but always so nervous to do your lashes because I just held her on this pedestal. I was like, your lashes are so much better. You know, you're a little bit more advanced or this or that. And she's like, but why? But it's, it's true because you know what they're looking for when yeah. they're coming to you. And you know that they're learning as like when even as something as simple as taping, you know that they're paying attention uh-huh. to that. And so you're just like, oh, my gosh, am I taping like I should be taping? Right? And you start second guessing yourself. Yes, so it's every true. Move, every single movement. Oh, my gosh. So here's another question. During your transition up to Denver, Obviously, things take a little bit of time. You started early, like while you were still in Arizona, I got people on your books. But how was your mindset during times like, because it can be hard and people obviously come and go when you're starting to build a consistent clientele. So what helped you mentally the most to stay nice and sharp and stay positive about having um, slower days or weeks um, and just making sure that you are consistent? So I have to actively do something in order to feel like I'm making progress. Because to me, it's like I have to either be practicing, I have to be putting myself out there, I have to do everything in my power in the immediate moment 
so that I don't feel anxiety about like the future or I'm not thinking too far ahead where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure because I'm not mm-hmm. having enough clients or I'm not doing enough. And I just have to remind myself like I'm doing enough now. And what is doing enough now? I have to sit there and think, okay, I'm posting on Instagram. Okay, I have to gain at least one client a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to gain two clients a week and I have to like set goals for myself. And then the other thing too is like, I can't just sit here at home doing nothing. I have to go to a mall. Yeah. I have to chat with people. I mm-hmm. have to freely give um, genuine compliments to people because yep. if you're just giving like, hey, girl, your your lashes are nice. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're not going to feel that from you. If you're like, hey, girl, where did you get your lashes? They're amazing. Yeah. By any chance, like, would you take my card? And then most of the time you're starting a really genuine conversation and they want to know what you have to offer. So most of the time I'm just like, check out my Instagram, please. Mm-hmm. And then my Instagram does a lot of work for me. I feel like um, my Instagram, one, attracts the clientele that I like and that I want. And then two, it kind of gives a little bit of my personality before ahead of time so that people kind of know what they're what to expect when they come to me. Yeah. So then they're sitting there like, oh, yeah, I see that you like Game of Thrones. Oh, see, I know that you're a nerd. Oh, see, I know <laughs> that you talk and watch and think about these things. And it makes the conversation and breaks the ice a little bit easier. Uh-huh. So I use my Instagram a lot. And I really it's like getting out of the house and meeting people, which is hard for an introvert. But but you did it. Yeah. So what would you say your top maybe three things to help people out if they are moving or even just newer lash artists, like what would you say the top three things are to do to help them kind of get into that right mindset and break out of their shell? So I oh, I guess what I always do is I sit back and tell myself there's no room for failure. There's no room for failure and I have to get myself in the mindset of I can do this and this is possible. People have done this before me. So it's mm-hmm. sitting there and giving yourself like a mental um, pep talk, a pep talk, a boost, mm-hmm. anything to get yourself motivated to go. And then it's talking to people. It's uh, making relationships with other artists. It's making relationships with people outside of the like industry. It's um, marketing people. It's uh like lawyers, you have to think everywhere you meet somebody is an opportunity to gain mm-hmm. a client. So it's, it really is putting yourself out there. And then it's also a lot of practice. You can't let yourself um, like go stale, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you have to keep practicing. You have to stay involved. I know that it's hard to like regress and like second guess yourself, but... So I think as everyone has heard during this podcast and even just as much as I've talked to you over Instagram and stuff, you seem like a really positive person. Like you just have a really positive outlook on everything. So tell us kind of how you keep that up and how that even started. So sadly, it wasn't always like this. I don't believe I was like this at all. I feel like I evolved with having children, of course, and uh, every job opportunity that I've had, I've learned a lot from and realized that you know, the same old attitude isn't going to cut it. And I feel like I think of my mental health and what I'm capable of doing just as um, as important as physical health. Mm-hmm. So you get up every day and you want to work out and you want to be lean and you want to be strong and you want to have this like really positive image about your body. But you really need to focus on your inner self and have that same... Um, motivation to have that for your mental health as well I feel like it's just as important so just 
as much as I'm getting up every day and going for a run or like motivating myself to eat healthy or to go to the gym that day, I'm sitting there reminding myself, okay, I have to take a moment and self-reflect. Okay, I have to take a moment and not dwell, but think about things that I could have done better in the past Mm -hmm. that bother me and understand why they bother me Uh and then figure out, okay, well, the next time that happens, I can be better the next time and that's okay. And really let the past go and really focus on the now and I feel like you have to work out your brain just as much as you work out your body I feel like you create new habits and I read one time that the little like synapses inside your brain and Mm -hmm. the paths that you're quickly to react to um you condition that you're conditioning yourself to anxiety you're conditioning yourself to anger you're conditioning yourself to all of these different emotions if you let yourself so creating a new path is going to be just as hard as trying to build new muscles Mm -hmm. so you're sitting there like okay stop take a moment instead of being angry at, at what this person said to me I have to think did I communicate something off? Did my pers- did I have something wrong with my face? Okay, maybe I'm hearing what they said wrong and that's not what they meant. Mm-hmm. And and it's really trekking and making a new path and clearing a new way for your brain to think a new way. So then before you even know it, you're starting to evolve and your brain is starting to grow and you're starting to uh, think positive before you think negative. Mm-hmm. And it's really a workout. You become mentally exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. But then you find as the more you do it, you feel better. You mentally, you feel happier. Yep. And so it's just like, I'm not used to going on an air, like an airplane. Like, yeah. I'm not used to going to the airport. And so what are the things that I can do to ease that anxiety that I have? Mm-hmm. It's look up maps. It's look up where I need to be. It's looking up and paying attention to the time. And maybe it seems a little bit overbearing, but I know that that mentally creates um, a plan for me to go to rather than go to anxiety and go to stress and go to fear. Mm -hmm. And I want to stay positive. So I have to think, okay, well, what what can I do? Mm -hmm. What can I do in this moment to make it that much better? Yeah. What I really like that you do is you don't just push everything away and be like, "Mm, I'll address this later. It's like, no, this is an issue now. This is how I'm feeling now. Or this is how the situation went. And And you take it down and dissect everything and you understand how you are actually feeling about these things and rather than again like pushing them to the side and I think more people need to do that like for the longest time I avoided a lot of emotions I'm like no like if something made me really sad or my feelings got hurt or something I didn't want to cry I didn't want to face that emotion so I just like should caterpillar suit up or whatever you want to call it I'm like just yeah just totally shut down and not deal with it but the problem is that starts affecting us at work and then it builds and builds and builds. It rolls over into the next thing. Yeah, and you just have a massive breakdown and cry it all out and you're like, wow, I feel so much better now. So it's like, why do you think it's so important to have a strong mindset with business? I feel like we interact with so many people all the time and different personalities that it's going to be really exhausting if you carry the weight of one conversation over into the Uh next client and they're going to feel that. And then it doesn't feel good to be frustrated and flustered with your next client or your next person or your family when you go home. It's not fun. And that's not what life is about. I don't feel like I'm here to dwell and to be angry and to be upset. I'm here to be 
fun to uh, influence people, to influence my clients to have a good day. Like, I just feel there's just so much more beauty and uh, I'm, I'm coming up with a lack of words to describe what I'm feeling, but I just feel like there's just so much more beauty to be had in having fun and being positive than there is to be being negative yeah. any day. Oh, I love that so much. So after each client, like in between clients, um, how do you decompress or remove like any emotions from the last conversation you had? Or at the end of the day, do you do something before you go home to decompress and not take those feelings home? I literally, after a client will acknowledge, okay, that was a bust. Mm-hmm. Like I literally, like <laughs> mentally out loud, I say, it. I'm like, that was a bust. Yeah. That was bad. That was awkward. <laughs> that was weird. And I like acknowledge myself because sometimes all you need is acknowledgement, but I don't want to go to someone else for that acknowledgement. I don't want them to acknowledge me. I want to acknowledge myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was weird. That was awful. That was, I made me uncomfortable. And like people, I know people around me are like, whoa, what is she, what's going on with her? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just having a moment here. Yeah. And then, um, I take a drink of water. I take a deep breath and then I'm like okay but I really like this about the next person yeah but I really like that she comes in and she's happy I really like that she's happy to see me yeah I'm really excited because she has easy lashes oh I'm really excited because she takes care of her lashes I'm really excited because this person um is kind to me and has good stories I'm excited because this person's a good tipper yeah and I sit there and I literally think of everything that I can possibly do um, and think of to put myself in a better mood and be excited for my next client. So mm-hmm. it's like being excited because if you're excited to see someone, they can feel that they're like, Hey, they're happy to see yes, you. Yes. Your energy introduces you before you introduce yourself. Yes. 100%. And I don't want the negative feeling that I was having from my last client transition over to this new client. I want a fresh start. Yep. So I literally like, I get it all out and then I'm like, huh. Okay. And then I do put it off just ever so slightly for the end of the day because I sit there and I think, okay, am I feeling this way about that last client? Am I feeling awkward because of what she said, Mm -hmm. because of how she said it, or because of my interpretation of it or Mm -hmm. my perspective or my perception of what she said Mm -hmm. because I could totally be wrong and she might not have ever meant it that way yeah but if this client is always making me feel this way if my client is always making me feel negative every time I see her maybe that's not the client for me Mm -hmm. and only when it it happens multiple times do I ever come to that conclusion Mm -hmm. most of the time I'm pretty stubborn and I'm like no they're going to like me. Yeah. They're going to love these lashes. They're going to get addicted to this set and they're never going to want to see anybody else ever (laughs) again. And that's what I tell myself. So when I know it's a difficult client coming in, I'm just sitting there like, no, I'm giving them the best lashes ever. There's no, (laughs) there's no option. They're getting the best and they're never going to be able to go to another lash artist and feel satisfied. I love it so much. So have you always been like this self-aware? Um, I feel like it's evolved with a lot of time. Uh, I don't know. I have to say it's probably been a a good thing happening this year with this whole transition Mm -hmm. to Colorado. I feel like I was pretty self-aware before, but I, what I realized was I'm self-aware, but people don't really realize this about me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I choose not to talk or I choose not to say something, it's because I don't agree, Yeah. but I don't want to fight about it. Yeah. And so sometimes walking away from a situation is probably the easiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. And people have a hard time with that. They have a hard time. They have to vocalize their opinion and argue about it. And they want you to say something and they're like, why don't you say anything? Why aren't you arguing? Mm -hmm. Like they don't get it. Yeah. And sometimes to me, I feel like silence 
is like the best like thing that is probably the most shocking to them mm-hmm. is to is just to be silent and be like, okay, I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Because I have to sit there and self-reflect, okay, what did I do to make this person feel this way? If I didn't do anything to make this person feel this way, what a part of my energy am I putting out? Am I unhappy that they're here next to me? Am I annoyed that they're here next to me? Mm-hmm. Am I rolling my eyes every time I see them? And then I'm starting to realize like, if I don't like somebody, I literally know that I have to sit there and think of three good things about them mm-hmm. so that when I have a conversation with them, I can appreciate them for something. Because I feel like when you get to truly know people and know other people, you really can't help but love them in some sort of yeah. way. So even if you start off with like a negative feeling about them, if you sit there and take time to admire them just for who they are, yeah, like if it's a they're amazing at lashes just admire them for their work Mm -hmm. if they have beautiful eyes just admire them for their beautiful eyes and then and then speak to them yeah and then I feel like that changes the tone and the mood because they people feel your energy they know that Mm -hmm. um you don't like them and then they know that when you do like them and and their attitude changes so I realize that my um energy is manipulative and other people's can be too so why can't I approach them with a thought of changing their mind about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that just made me think I had this client for forever. I still have her. But the first few months that I had her, I just didn't care for her. She was just too picky and it just bothered me. Like so many different little things bothered me. So I let that be like the crown of our relationship. And one one day I was driving to work and I was like, I'm so sick of not wanting to see her. And so I did what you did. And I was like, you know what? She comes every two weeks. She pays me and she tips me. Like she takes care of her lashes and they're really never as bad as she says they are. She's one of right. those that's like, uh-huh. oh, they're so bad. I'm like, they're not. So yeah, I did that same thing. I was like, nope, I'm going to change my energy because she's not going anywhere because she clearly likes them. Right. And so I'm like, why am I trying to push her away? You know what I mean? So I really like, I really like that you do that. It's like, nope, I'm going to change this around and try and find the positive. And I think more people need to do that. And it's hard initially to like find something positive, especially when you have so much negative. But even if, I think even if you can think of one positive thing about this person, whether it's their eyes or you like their hair or if you like that they sleep or anything about them, find that one positive. And then each time you see them, I think try and find another positive thing about it and start bombarding your relationship with them to be a more positive one. But when you did that, did you realize that you you mentally were ready for her and then it was ready you were ready to have a different conversation or a different interaction with mm-hmm. her and maybe it started to evolve after that. Yeah, 100%. Like our relationship is much better and I don't like if she texts me to change a um an appointment or anything like that i have a much better energy around it and you're more understanding yeah. and you're a little more forgiving mm-hmm. and yeah definitely. and yeah and since i changed my energy too like our relationship has definitely built she um has told me different things in her family she's you know struggling like with her daughter and like different like she has shared a lot of stuff and it's nice because now i can actually not just listen and be like oh my gosh this now is so I- horrible but actually care and be like, oh, well, maybe you should try this or try this or try this. Now you have an appreciation for her. Yeah, for sure. I feel like you can appreciate anybody. You don't have to like and love everybody. You can interact with people and you can live in the same realm with people. But you can always have an, some sort of appreciation for somebody. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. So going on kind of the opposite spectrum, let's say you have someone and you really aren't clicking. 
<laughs> and it doesn't matter how good the lashes are. Like you are not clicking. You want that positivity there, but it's just like they are still always weighing on you. How do you let go of this client, have like a clean cut with it and be okay with letting them go? Because I know a lot of um, especially like newer people out there, they're like, well, I don't, I don't want to get rid of this person, even though they're driving me absolutely crazy. Cause I don't want to lose out on the money. What's your whole outlook on that? I think that was my fear, like the loss of money, but you have to remember there's a market for out there for everybody. There's a clientele out there for everybody. What doesn't float your boat will float somebody else's boat down uh-huh. the line. So if you're not, um, if you feel like you're not the lash artist for them, that's what I literally say. I will text them. I will call them. I'll have an interaction with them and I'll literally say, so I love that you come every two weeks. I appreciate that you are here and on time. And I literally flood them with gratitude and then I hit them with the butt. Mm -hmm. But I truly feel like there's a a lash artist out there for you Mm -hmm. specifically. I feel like there's somebody that will cater to your needs better than I can and your understanding better than I can. Mm -hmm. And I really do hope and wish you well. Yeah. And I just kind of let it go. And and then I'll say these are I'll give them a list of other people that I recommend. And I'll say, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate you. And you have to hit them with the gratitude. I feel like that's the one thing that if you just cut them off and say you're fired, I'm done with you. (laughs) That has a whole other attitude and peace. Like, okay, bye. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna they're not gonna obviously not gonna react well. But if you hit them with gratitude, and they're like, okay, well, Oh, that's nice that they that they said that about me. You know, well, that makes me feel good. Okay, well, maybe I kind of wanted to split part ways with you anyway. Mm-hmm. And they kind of come to the, you kind of bring them back around to the same conclusion that you're at. And you're able to part ways and just kind of go about your day. And if, and it's kind of weird, you get clients that are like, no, I'm staying with you. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm really sorry, but it's not working out. Yeah, just stick to your guns like yes. you you have to be them. decisive yeah. so if you're gonna fire a client you have to be a hundred percent sure that you want to fire them mm-hmm. and that they really do put a damper on your day and make you into a more negative person yeah and you really have to be ready to let them go and when you've decided that then you just stick to your guns and you say you know i'm, I'm very sorry but somebody else out there is waiting for you like yeah go find them yeah well and that makes me think of like and i've been seeing this a lot on instagram too is the community over competition i feel like that really helps build a community because you're referring to other lash artists and being like I know I'll get other clients in. So here, go to this person. Let me help build you up. If you don't have someone that you get along with and you think I'll get along with them, send them my way. Let's build each other up. Let's have this community versus competition. I think I first saw this happen and it's in the studio that I'm currently at right now that I rent from. And I saw it with hairstylists and I think I was like blown away. The owner of the place, a lot of people want to go to her. Everybody refers her. She has, she literally takes four people at a time. Mm -hmm. She has an assistant and she looks like she's just kind of dancing around her spot. And she's fired clients and referred them to other people, but she doesn't ever um, call it firing. She calls it referring. She's always like, oh yeah, I referred them to that. And so she says, I take on new clients, but then I also realize that this client might click well with this other person a couple chairs down from me, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. That'll build a longer lasting relationship with them versus me. And 
I'll find my next person that comes along mm-hmm. because they will come along eventually. Right. I'm cl- I'm clicking and connecting so well with the clientele I currently have. They can't help but chat and love me to other people and then gaining referrals through my own clientele. Mm-hmm. I'm attracting exactly what I want. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. She It feels like she's like a matchmaker, but with hair. I love it. So she's always matchmaking everybody in the studio. And she does it so freely and openly. I just think like, and she's so successful. She's doing so well for herself. And I sit there and I admire her and I'm like, I can do that too. I'm That's possible. Mm-hmm. I can, that's totally in my realm of like, possibilities of me being able to sit there and say you know what I'm not their lash artist but I know somebody who's really great for them yep yep and that's something like I love that she will refer to you know one of the girls a couple chairs down I like to do that same thing in my studio like um, I haven't taken anyone new in a while but when I would I'm like I don't necessarily need you I don't want to make a quick buck with you I want you to have good lashes a good conversation like an overall awesome experience versus just like eh, your lashes are great, but you as a person, we don't click super well. Right. So I love that she does that. She's in it for the long run, not to make a quick buck, but to have like a good consistent client where they both um, gain something from it. Yeah. So that's super, super awesome. Um, So now that you transitioned, you're in this awesome salon and everything. What is your focus now? Like what's your future goals or anything like that? I honestly feel like I'm living my dream. Like if you think, if you sit back and you're like, I just really want a stable job. I just really want uh, like a, a good home to live in with a family. I feel like I'm currently living my dream. Like, and it's pretty fantastic to say that I'm working with amazing people. I'm surrounded by so many artists. I have a community of friends on Instagram. I have a great family at home. Like, what more could I want? And the only thing that I can think of is just like building on top of this community that I already have. And sharing how great I feel, how amazing I feel with other people. I just, nothing would make me more happy than to just see someone else thrive like I'm thriving. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe that a few years ago, what, like not even four years ago when I was in aesthetic school and I was saying, I need to do lashes. This is the only thing that's for me. I have to be successful that in what, four short years that Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here like kicking back like, that was a good day. That was a yeah. good work day. <laughs> I did lashes all day long and I'm completely fine with it. And mm-hmm. I made enough money to have like security and to have the things that I want and to be able to like do spontaneous things like this, mm-hmm. like fly from Denver to have a chat with you. Like, <laughs> how amazing is that? Yeah, though? for sure. For sure. Okay, well, I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. I'm going to let Marissa, and I know I'm saying your name wrong again. (laughs) Marissa. Marissa. It's actually Marissa. I'm going to let her tell you guys where to find her on Instagram and go from there. It feels so weird. <laughs> about my name because so many people call me Marissa. Yeah. So then I just so, get so used to hearing Marisa, but then when I hear or Marissa, but when I hear Marisa, I'm like, oh, I'm home. Like, I, yeah. it's like you know, your family calls you certain things, and then I have a uh, family that only calls me Marissa. So then when people get to really know me, and then they like shorten my name to Maris mm-hmm. or Maurice or Riss, and then I'm like, wait, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny hearing people actually say my like my name name. Oh, I'm going to be messing around with it all day. I'm going to be like, Marissa, Marissa, Marissa. Mm. And it, doesn't, gonna... <laughs> it doesn't help with the spelling. Yeah, I mean, I tried and then yeah. Lindy got in my head. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. 
Oh, oh my gosh. What else? So what, what was the question? Okay, so where can people find you online? Um, on Instagram, thelastjedi.ebl. Perfect. Do you have any websites or anything? I don't think I have any websites. Okay. I, I mean, that's the only place to find me if hey, you really want to chat. I'm for it. And you guys should absolutely follow her. It doesn't matter if you're not a lash artist or not. She is a good time, clearly, as you guys could hear in this episode. She's always happy. She is always a really great person to talk to. So go ahead and follow her. And hopefully you guys have an awesome week. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.